The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. And before we get into the gun stuff, well, I take that back. The video that I'm going to refer to has a lot of gun stuff in it. For those of you who have been living under a rock for the past week, (laughs) country singer Jason Aldean released a song back in May. And nobody blinked. Nobody got, you know, it was, it was a good song. Nobody got their nice. panties in a bunch. No panties bunched up. No crying rooms. Nothing needed. Then he released a video for the song. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Roger, correct me if I'm wrong. This whole video, the entire video, pretty much, was news clippings of actual events that actually happened. Oh, yes. Actual news stories. This was all real document, documented it was Visuals. footage. Yeah, it, it was, was footage. footage off of different CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, nothing, all news Nothing agencies. was fictionalized in any yeah, of the videos. he didn't make anything up. He didn't go film. Hollywood didn't do this. No, this was all just was scenes all that were taking place during the protests from 2020. of 2020. <laughs> yep. And he said, you know, this wouldn't happen in a small town. It wouldn't happen in my town. Yeah, <laughs> small no town. small town would let this happen because they know every, everybody there knows you everybody. Know, I must. I have to do this, though, Roger. I have to thank the Democrats. Because I didn't know who Jason Aldean was. I never <laughs> heard of the guy. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and I would have never known about this guy or this song had they not got their panties in a wad over a, a right. song and a video that depicted actual news events. And now they're trying to say that somehow this guy promotes lynching. Right. <laughs> Why? If you tell the truth, you support lynching? How does that work? And the thing is, nobody thought it was... Lynching yeah. racist? No, no, not um, until until they saw the video, and then all of a sudden the video because of people yeah. destroying, destroying property, property, breaking hurting cop cars, people. Hurting. Then all of a sudden it's yeah. racist. It's then like, all of a sudden, wait a minute, yeah. when you show criminality of criminals, the Democrats think that's somehow racist. Which, so is that the Democrats saying that only certain races commit crimes? I think it is. Oh. I think they've done that plenty of time. I mean, think Look about at it. Look at that. Think about it. I, I didn't even get to – one of my main stories I wanted to get to today, Roger, was about this, this past weekend, 33 shootings in Chicago. Now, do I even need to tell you <laughs> what color most of these victims were? <laughs> yeah. And you know, not crazy, one word from the Democrats. During the Iraq War, there were generally less shootings in Iraq <laughs> than there were in <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. That was this past weekend, Roger. 33 people and shot. And it wasn't even a holiday weekend. We it wasn't even a holiday. It was just a freaking weekend. Just a regular summer a regular weekend. time in Chicago. 33 people shot. A 16-year-old boy oh, oh. killed. And what a 13-year-old boy injured. And what, what, what did this 13-year-old boy do? He went for a bicycle ride and got caught up in the crossfire. In Times I mean, Square. Whew. Three people shot in Times Square. <laughs> and, and now one thing. Times Square is a gun-free zone. I, that's what I was going to ask. <laughs> it's a gun-free I'm, zone. I'm How do people get sure. shot in a gun-free zone? I'm pretty so sure what? I saw the sign that said so, gun-free. So what? They, this guy, all these people were shot with rubber bands <laughs> and spitballs. <laughs> you remember discount stereo equipment they were throwing. The, the, you know, when somebody asks me if there's a Democrat that I really liked and could look up to, and I say yes. And do you remember? Wait, wait, wait! wait I, I, I want to qualify that statement. <laughs> uh oh. When you said look up to. Well, I look up to everybody. We, we can establish that, yes. Unless they're, yeah. Unless you're sitting down. All right, that's true, that's true. Um, you admire. But, uh, do you remember, um, and I don't remember, oh my gosh, I'm gonna forget his name, but he was a governor of Georgia. Zell Miller. Zell Miller. Do you remember when he spoke at the Republican National Convention? Yep. And they were talking about the, I think, the uh, preparing for war, being having the best military and the most prepared. And he asked, what What do the Democrats want to do, uh, arm you with spitballs? <laughs> I yeah. will never forget that. <laughs> and it was funny because he said, he goes, oh, you left your party. Go, no, my party yeah, left my me. My party left me. Yeah. He was yeah. like, yeah, they, they went so far off to the left. Yeah. They and, off, left him sitting in the middle where and that people was, used to be. That was, gosh, that was early 2000s I think 20 30 years 20 and, 25 years yeah. Ago, yeah and imagine if Zell could see today how far off the rails his party has gotten I mean he saw it coming I mean he obviously he did, made he a did. decision at this point he goes oh this is you know he, he never switched parties no he, he, he just left the, I mean they left him so he just started voting for Republicans yeah he didn't well because he at that time I don't think he was involved he wasn't 
actively a politician at that No, he point. wasn't, but he was he was well known. Right. And he had uh, the and he, he had the admiration. He gave one of, of the of best speeches. If you want to see one of the best speeches you'll ever see at a convention, go look it up. Especially because as a Democrat, he spoke at the Republican convention. At the Republican convention. Yeah. That just goes to show you how he, easy um, it is to to for your party to lose sight yeah. of your values. And hey, people out there, if you think a party has lost sight of your values and gone too far to one side or the other, leave them. It's okay to leave them. You're yeah, not walk, married to walk them. Walk away. There's no divorce procedure for that. You just click a different box <laughs> when you go click, vote. Yeah, that's right. You just click a different box. It's very you simple. Stop, call yourself an American. You don't have to be Republican. You don't have to be Democrat. You don't have to be Libertarian. Now, you can some, be an American. In some states, they require you to declare your in a primary, alliance. not in a general, in a primary. Oh, even in I thought the, in some no, states you it, register as a Democrat. Democrat or Republican in a primary. Oh, okay. in a primary. When you go into the general election, you're not given an R or a D. No, no. You can vote uh, for whoever you want, yeah. but a lot of people um, times they, they is, I guess they count as your primary registration. Right. So, so what happens in in some states? They try. I don't know if this is good or bad, but they try to stop Democrats from screwing with Republican primaries and Republicans from screwing with Democrat primaries. And right. by doing that, they make you register. So it's not that you're registered saying I'm a diehard Republican. You're basically saying right now I want to support yes. one of these from, guys. From what I understand, yeah. you can get a primary ballot for one party or mm-hmm. the other, but not mm-hmm. both. But they don't. But you can yeah. you can switch from each time you vote. Right, you can, each time you can you get can switch, one yeah. party's primary, right. mm-hmm. and that was going on, I believe, when Hillary Clinton was running for <laughs> for president. For a lot of people were voting in the Democratic primary because the Republican <laughs> yeah. primary had already been settled. Yeah, the Republican side was settled. So a lot of people I, voted for in the Democratic it, primary which, in order to try. Which, and, thanks to the Godfather, Operation Chaos. Which I think oh, is that, hilarious. Is that what that was? Yes, that was Operation Chaos. It, it started out as a joke. Because, I mean, the God, there will never be another Rush well, Limbaugh. Folks. There we go. I was going to say there will uh, never be another. Say who Rush the Godfather Limbaugh. was. I know you know. Yeah, but. Rush Limbaugh was just. There's no one like him, and he he's the one that came up with Operation Chaos, where said, "Hey, go ahead. We if you, you know you're secure with with the Republican side, go ahead and jump in and help Hillary out. She needs your help." Yes. And this was against Obama. This was hilarious. I mean, it is hilarious if you go back and listen to Rush Limbaugh back then it was just absolutely brilliant on his part which is why Roger I said at two or three weeks ago on my show that I in in the in honor of Rush Limbaugh I would like to start Operation Chaos for 2024 and 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 encourage people to vote for RFK over Biden Give oh, Biden a hard time. Yeah. The, we know now that it's a pretty good assumption Donald Trump's going to be the nominee or Ron DeSantis. So if you're like right. me and you're okay but with one of those guys. If it comes down to the wire, though, on those two guys, yeah. then you're going to have to jump in and pick oh, one. Oh, right. If it comes down, then you go with who your heart goes with. I but, hope they – we know – I hope they can come to terms and uh, they go will. at this in they, some way yeah. where it I, seems civilized. I have I no doubt. for them to no tear doubt. themselves apart yeah. in this. I have no doubt they will once it's all said and done. But, yeah, yeah if that's the case, if there's an established Republican Candidate already, I would definitely. How awesome would it be to to have people go in and get behind RFK? And look, I'm not telling you to really support RFK because you're crazy if you're fooled by him. Because he's a Democrat, he's always been a Democrat, always will be. He's anti-gun and he's a climate nut. So we don't need him. But he's not a senile Um, old idiot. Well, it's just fun. Look, the DNC is never going to let him win, just like they wouldn't let Bernie Sanders beat Hillary. So to be able to go in there and push him and give. Biden's and have the numbers not add up. Yeah, because they're going to have to work hard to block. And they will. Trust me. They're not going to let RFK win. There's no way. But we can make Biden spend wait. money if, fighting So him. you think Biden is going to be on the ballot in 2024? If Trump's the nominee... Biden's the nominee. If really? Trump is, if Trump loses, Biden won't be the nominee. I promise so you. you think it'll if DeSantis be, it'll be wins, they're going to try and if push DeSantis him out. If DeSantis wins, they will push Trump. There's no trying. They will push Biden out. I, I would almost put money. And who would they run? I though? would almost would gamble they? Newsom. Oh, you there's a reason Newsom. Newsom. Newsom's oh. campaigning right now. He's just not calling it a campaign. He didn't declare. No, he can't. He can't because He's then he would have to actually run and file and do the paperwork, and then the Biden team would they would kill each other. But oh, yeah. behind the That'd scenes, be fun to watch. oh, it would be fun to watch. But I am telling <laughs> you that, that you look at what Newsom is traveling the country. He's campaigning without campaigning, and and it's pissing. Now, it's starting to piss off for the that. White House. When he's paying so for that? So that's the thing because he hasn't declared. He can say he's on official California government. Blah blah blah. So he'll go to a state and he may say, "Come to California. We're friendly to your business." Blah blah blah. Yeah. 
when in actuality, if he's you listen to his speech, he's campaigning. He's he's going now, head he's to got, head with. He's DeSantis. got campaign funds because he's run for office before. He does, but those are governor funds. Those are oh, he can't use California. those for any political. I, not unless he declares. If he declares, then he can do it. So, but I'm telling you, there's so many loopholes that these politicians, yeah, these politicians create all these loopholes for themselves. But it's starting to piss off the White House, the the Joe Biden White House, because some of the things they think uh, Newsom is going too far. But I'm telling you, Newsom is ready. Look at California. You can tell he's gone too far. Well, he is. So you think they'll push him right into Biden's spot? I think they'll push him right in. And Hillary, though, don't count out Hillary. She still thinks is that she can somehow get Joe Biden up. I I she's pretty frail now. I thought Promise. she had some health issues she was dealing with. I, you know what? I saw her out the other day. She looked the same as she did in 2016. So Wow. And if people were dumb enough to vote now, for her Newsom, then, they'll be dumb enough to vote for her again. Isn't he related to Pelosi somehow? I don't know. Because that's a Grix. I think that's Pelosi's really? nephew. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. We need to look that. That would be because I, I thought that was why he was all. That's why he was in politics in the first place. He's related to Pelosi. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. But that guy is, whew, you don't want him Californiaing our United States. Yeah, right. Him or what's, um, what's the other guy who ran that time? Jerry Moonbeam? Brown? <laughs> Nadler? No, no Brown. Moonbeam. Oh, Brown. Brown. Yeah, Moonbeam. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was proud right. of the name Moonbeam. Not, not Nader. I was thinking Nader. No, Ralph Nader. He, Ralph was, Nader. he was the consumer advocate. You know what's guy. funny, though, now, and, and then I'll get out of here, Roger, and you can get to guns. Um, but what's funny is is – for all the talk, you know, the Democrats a few months ago and last year were trying to convince you that Trump was going to run as a third party. It's their side now that's giving them a headache because Joe Manchin and that um, so-called Republican from Utah, not Rent Romney, the other one, Hunts, Huntsman or Huntsville, whatever his name oh, is, uh, they are flirting with a, a organization called No – no names or no party name or something like that to oh, run as a third party. Third party. Oh, and boy, I think is that is fun, hilarious fun, fun. because they're they're gonna uh, the Biden White House right now. They're terrified and so mad at this no name, no labels, the no labels group. Okay, and and Joe Manchin, now, yeah, with, that's with Biden in the White House, though they would want him there almost because they basically control everything he does. His handlers yeah, yeah. are basically that's why they want the to keep him. That's why, but I'm because they, they can won't. do anything they want. Blame they, him for it afterwards yeah. and not take any responsibility. This is why you're seeing all the indictments against Trump and everything because they believe Biden can hide in the basement and Trump has to deal with the indictments and they believe they can beat him and they may be right. I hate to say it, but they may be right. Yeah, because um, if he's indicted I mean, or anything, it, he won't be able he, to run. He, he can run as an indictment. He can run. He oh, I can, thought one, he can run. He, no, he, he, no indictment not is not a conviction. As long as he's Indi- not convicted. Yeah. Even, and honestly, even if he's convicted, he can still run for president. He can sit in jail and be elected president. Wasn't There's Obama, nothing in the Constitution that says he well, can't. Obama had some issue where he was associated with Bill Ayers or something and had yeah. some criminal background or something, his association so, with criminals or yeah. something. And they said he wouldn't even qualify to be his own secret service agent oh, because right, of his background. Right. For a job. But yeah, he could run for but president. But you could run for president. Absolutely, absolutely. There's nothing in the There's Constitution. There's no standards that, there at all, are there? You can't run. It's just because it's supposed to be the will of the people, and we're supposed to be smarter voters than that. So. Yeah, but idiocracy but is creeping I, I, in. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but I will say this, and this is what I mean. That's why Biden will be that they think he, they can hide Biden and still beat Trump because of all the problems Trump has. But there's no way on this planet, I don't believe, and I'd put money in Vegas on this, they'll never let um, Biden go, go against, against Ron DeSantis. Not going to happen. If now, Ron DeSantis wins this nomination, they're going to push Trump him has learned anything from his previous experience. Do you think he's got a little more temperance this time, maybe a little yeah. more control over some of his outlandish statements he makes. I would hope so, but Trump is Trump, man. He's going to be Trump. But I you know, know what? We don't we just need good policy. And if oh, his Trump, policy is if, flawless. Yeah. I mean, and if Trump best economy to, in 50 years. Yeah. I mean, come on. If he sticks to policy, he can win everything. He really can. Right. If he if he continues to rehash 2020 and and blame everybody else, yeah, he and needs talk, to get away from that and, you know, and move. attack Republicans. I, I just don't see him. Don't how look he behind can you. The past is back yeah, there the for past a reason. Is behind look in front you for of you. a reason. But look in front. It's like uh, my coaches always told me. Uh, every anybody in motorcycle racing, one of the first things that they always said to me was, "You're not racing what's behind you." 
If you're looking backwards, then you're racing by what's behind you, and that's you're not doing that. Look in front. You look of you. in front. If you're out front, you look. You race yourself. Now, have you're you noticed the gas prices have spiked? Oh, lately? that's another thing, Roger. Well, I have point. a theory. I have a theory because mm-hmm. you know they found some white powder in the White House of recreational grade. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking they showed us a little tiny teeny bag. I'm thinking they found a bunch more of it. Now, Hunter talked to his gas people over in Ukraine and said, I need a raise because I have to replace all that powder I lost. all this powder. <laughs> so you're going to have to pay me more money. So gas Man. prices have skyrocketed up. Cause That's a great point, though, Roger. Because Dementia Joe, yeah. you know, Look, he's, he's not doing anything about it. Everything they're doing, well, he's driving the prices up. Well, That's because he goal. shut down all the drilling here goal. in the United yeah. States. Yeah. And he's actively telling you that he wants to put coal out of business. He wants to put gas companies out of business. So what do you think is going to happen to prices? They're what's not gonna, exploring right yeah, now. They're what's going to happen innovating. to the electric cars if there's no more coal? <laughs> <laughs> Roger, I had this discussion on Eric Erickson's show and nearly blew some liberals' minds because they don't like it when you ask them and make them think, how are you powering that vehicle, you fool? It's electric. It ain't it's clean. Sun. Where does the electricity come from? It's not the wind. From? That's right. You don't, have a, you don't have a big blade on top of that Tesla. You don't have solar panels all <laughs> nope. over it. No. And if you even if you did, you wouldn't have enough power generated to charge that battery. You'd right. go about two feet. I and wonder then more how, sun. I wonder if there's a way to figure out how many coal-powered electric plants there are in the United States. Oh, I'm what sure percentage is? Now, I know yeah. nuclear is a big factor yeah. too. No. We need more or natural gas. Well, natural gas is still drill we, for that, need, just like you do oil. No, I know, but we need we need more of it. That's the thing. We need coal plants. We need, and we do it better than anybody. China is opening a coal plant every freaking week, right? Because they their have no standards. They have none of that. They're they're just they're just destroying whatever they want. Well, that's kind of why they and didn't they're being sign encouraged up. to do it by, by our what, politicians. You realize what Ford's working on? A coal power Oh, it's going to make me mad, isn't it? Hydrogen. Oh, okay. I don't mind that. That's oh, cool. But well, water that, and yeah, yeah, that comes yeah. from – yeah, but hydrogen comes from but breaking down coal. It comes from breaking down coal. <laughs> Absolutely. But you know what, David? That's a great point because um, Porsche – the Porsche racing team has developed a synthetic fuel, and it's absolutely amazing, and the libtards hate it. And that because it's going to keep internal combustion around. Keep internal combustion, and and that shows you that the the agenda isn't save the planet. The agenda is bring down the U.S. Stop progression. They want you out of a car. They want you out of a vehicle. Uh, Well, also they're modernizing a lot of these cars where they have abilities. You know, if you have a uh, OnStar something like that, they can shut your car down. They want to drop a hat. And this is the thing about electric vehicles. I mean, you guys get them if you want them. But at some point, you're going to be a subject to a government agency going, yeah, no charge today for you. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. Or you, you didn't, didn't vote the right way. way. Or you didn't vote the right way. You're or, not in the right party to get elected. You said today. something inflammatory. Right. No driving for you today. That, you made a video to a country song with news clips yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. You played that, it, not in my town, or what did he say? Not in a small town. Not in a small town. You played that, we heard it coming from your car, shut it down. You clicked on YouTube and, and watched and, that video. And you people out there may be laughing at us right now, but we are not telling you anything no. that couldn't happen. I mean, couldn't what, happen. It was funny because the Teslas all usually limit to, to like an 80% charge. To extend the life of their battery. Battery. Now, during the hurricane in Florida, they sent a wireless signal down to all the Teslas and bumped it up to 100%. 100%. So they'd be able to drive far enough to evacuate the area. This is a great point by Roger. But that pendulum swings the other way. That pendulum will swing the other way. They can take you from 80 to 100, and they can take you from 80 to 50 or 50 to 40. I mean, this is what people don't understand about those cars. So if you think about it, Tommy, on wheels. Now, if you think about it, though, generating electricity at home, you could do that. If you set up a little windmill or you had water mm-hmm. nearby running, you could get one of those little propeller things that sit in the water and generate electricity, and you could charge your yeah, electric car you could also get on, off the grid. <laughs> you could also, you could also make on. alcohol and power your gas, your <laughs> internal you combustion engine. Or you could get on a, um, what do they call those little bicycles? Oh, an exercise bike. An exercise bike, and you could pedal your ears off and <laughs> see how, <laughs> how long it takes to charge your battery. Hey. Have you ever seen those wind-up radios where it's... Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got well, some. All right. Yeah. Try winding up your battery in your car. Your Tesla. <laughs> Have all the kids in the back furiously winding away. Come on, kids. Oh, we need some more power. We need more power. <laughs> road trips do not oh, have the same man. relaxing no, feel as they do ever again. just won't be the same. <laughs> oh, man. You know, and 
the, 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 like I said, these EVs are computers with wheels and very heavy batteries. And it's just not going to put you in a good place. If, if the government achieves what they want to achieve, look, there's a reason. They want to control you. And, and I just, you know, I saw the movie Mission Impossible. Oh, did you? Great movie, by the way. Was it good? Okay. Oh, man. I don't know what it is about Tom Cruise, but that dude knows how to pick movies because this was as good as Top Gun. I think he has a lot of influence in how they're done. He clearly does. And he obviously is not a hardcore liberal. Uh, No, not by any means. Mission Impossible was a great story, great act. Everything about this movie was good. I encourage you to go see it. But I won't give too much away, but basically it was about AI going rogue. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Do you want your AI in your Tesla to go rogue on you? <laughs> We've seen that movie, Terminator. That was out yeah, in the 80s. That's it's a, bad, it's a bad road to go down. And I don't mean that it'll be Terminator style, but you'll have your government going, yeah, no, no driving for what you. About the, yeah, no charging for you. What about the iRobot movie? Yeah, that's No, that, it is unsafe yeah, outside. No, you need to stay inside. I'm stay. going to bingo. No, it's better if you stay it's here. It's better if you stay here. <laughs> Who's telling you that now? Roger, there was an article yesterday or the day before of some Democrat group telling people you actually need to stay more indoors and not go outside. What? Yeah, I gar- I, I'm not They kidding. did that with COVID, and it ended up spreading COVID absolutely. even worse. They, they know it's bad. Recycle there. They want you depressed, dumb, and stupid. And they want you watching Netflix. They want you watching... And they apparently, don't want you paying attention to them. Apparently, they want you high, too, because you're legalizing <laughs> yeah, marijuana in more right. and more states. <laughs> Gosh, I know. <laughs> oh, man, it's madness. Because you're high, <laughs> stupid, and watching Netflix or TV, <laughs> you're not going to be upset not, about anything. You're not paying attention to what they're doing for you. And, and you're wondering why your Tesla won't charge to 80%? Well, it's because somebody in there... Uh, Eh, we'll give you 50% today. Yeah. We're having problems. We need more money for our government stuff yeah. today. You but you were a bad citizen this you week. You were a bad citizen this week. What hey, was that go show? Remember that show, The Orville? Uh, yes. They did that yes. one where they went down to a That's planet. a great episode. Where everything was done by popularity everything votes. Everything was done by popularity. So if you offended somebody, they could take a vote and put you in jail. Yeah. Well, or they, uh, they hit downvote on your little wearable yeah. button you had to have. Yep, yep. Down or up vote. Yep. And if you and had too many down votes, it affected your credit, your ability to yeah, buy things. Everything. The ability to get it served was your, anywhere. your social score. Yeah. They're doing this in China, folks. So don't think Roger and I are making this up. And, and I don't know why, but they continue to look at Hollywood and go, let's make that real. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at, remember Stormtroopers? The, the movie, is it called Stormtroopers? Where they, where you had to, the only way you could be a citizen was to be in the military? Oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Stormtroopers. Yeah, um, oh God, I can't remember that one. Yes, that was where they're fighting the bugs. But they talk, yeah, they talked the same way about how to be a good citizen. Well, no, you could not be a citizen you, unless you served in the military. Served, you're right, right. So I mean, it was there's some interesting parallels when you now look at some of this. You know, if you think about that though, that's not an awful way to run things. I don't think in it's the, not in Israel. It's like that it's, now. It's not, yeah, Israel. You does currently it. have to serve in the military even, if you want to be a citizen. They do uh, something similar to that, um, where it's mandatory service. I, well, we look, did that for years I, here. Not, we did do it for years. When, here. when did they I, they I'm eliminated not, the draft? What in the seventies? I, I think. think or I don't know. David, eighties. You know when they eliminated the draft? I think you're right. Seventies, eighties, six nine seven. Okay. So, um, so we haven't now, had a mandatory draft. I'm not draft opposed. Now I I'll tell you what I'm not opposed to. Any illegal that's here that wants to be an American and serve that would be a good I, path they to citizenship to me. I would be okay with that. But but you don't get. You have to actually serve. And I don't mean one, two, three. I mean you've got to serve a good ten years and prove that you're an American. Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. That's it. That was driving me crazy. Um, But there was something else in that movie. It it wasn't the citizen part. There was something else. And I I just – I don't – But I remember that being a major factor, and that's why people would serve because they wanted to become citizens. Because they wanted to be – And it's easier to get a license to to have children if you were a citizen. (laughs) Yeah, right. I remember that. There you go. See, that's one of the things, too. You had to have government permission to have children. Well, now you've got a government here in this country that doesn't want you to have children. So, well, or, no, I mean, they want certain people to have well, children. Yeah, they, if you think you know, about it, I mean, they encourage the stupidest, the stupid lowest common denominator yeah. among us to reproduce. You know what? There was a poll out today, Roger, That now that you mentioned kids. Stupid kids. Stupid kids. <laughs> there was a poll out today that that the most depressed kids today, the kids that are having the most trouble, are the kids of progressive parents. So if you're a progressive parent, you're an activist, you're a you're a staunch political democrat, you have the most depressed kids. Now what we, have I said before? We have Be- a friend because their religion is climate change. We and have a friend who's a people. psychiatrist, Big G. You're right. And Big G was talk I was talking to him about that because I was dating somebody with kids and he goes, You know, kids 
crave discipline and structure. 100%. Even though they may fight against it, that's right. what they it's crave. What they and if given to, you know, if you keep them with structure and discipline, they end up being happier, more well adjusted, mm-hmm. and better, you know, more responsible adults. If they're brought up without that, oh, he's a free range kid. <laughs> he's a free range kid. <laughs> that's good for chickens, but not for hey, children. I, I don't even know if free range chickens really taste better, but free range kids don't behave better. I don't know if they taste better or not either. <laughs> I don't care, man. Chicken's good. I, I, I'm talking about the what, children. I don't care what you do with chickens. <laughs> All right, let's get back to children. That was my dad's favorite thing. He goes, do you like kids? He goes, sure I do. Sure, broiled, do. fried, broiled, sauteed. fried, sauteed. <laughs> a little Hansel and Gretel going on in that's a, right. a beehive house. That was his big joke. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, kids crave structure and discipline because, you know, they need to have limits to, to make, cause they want to have something to strive for. Yeah. And if you give them goals and give, set them structure and set them, you know, discipline, they have things to strive for and they make accomplishments, which builds their self-esteem and makes them more confident. And makes them more confident. Absolutely. Cause I was talking, Big G was talking about that with yeah. me. Big G, if you're listening, thanks for that. Thanks for that. I mean, giving it's you note, true. It's so there. true. And now, you, 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 Big G can even, if he wants to re- even reference this article yesterday, I have to find it, but it is, but the polling shows progressive parents have the most kids that are depressed and angry with life and struggling with identity and struggling. Probably less responsible, I mean, less a lot successful. Of it, a lot of it's because they're convincing their kids that they won't live to see the age of 16 or 20 because we're killed. Somehow we're going to burn the planet down. Yeah, these idiot. I, I I shouldn't be that mean. But, I mean, you, you have to be, be one though. dumbass parent. I mean, you've seen the movie Idiocracy. Oh, by the way, folks, kid. if you hadn't seen the movie Idiocracy, find it, stream it, rent it, go see it, watch it. And I, and as much as you're going to watch it and go, wow, this is. I didn't think I would like a historical movie. It's not in history. That's right. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's becoming. It's the supposed future. to be a comedy. It was not built. It was not designed to be an instructional. Documentary movie, but apparently, got people, are, governments are taking this as an instructional manual instead Absolutely. of entertainment. That's why I said somebody needs to remind government that Hollywood's not real. That's right, and Hollywood doesn't make movies for us to try and make them real. It's oh god, but that, but it starts off the very beginning of *Idiocracy*. Shows the dumbest people mm-hmm. reproducing and the smartest people <laughs> trying to make it more yeah. of a decision based yeah. on economics and timing. And being more responsible of having kids. Yeah. But the the lowest common denominators reproduce like reproduce crazy. Reproduce like crazy. And the whole, all of America or all of the country gets dumbed down. Yep. And then, of course, you end up with the dumbest people who usually end up somehow finding their way into politics. Into politics. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think Dementia Joe is like the culmination and, of yeah, all yeah, absolutely. stupidity. Oh, man. All right, Roger, I'm out, man. Talk about guns. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Get a few of those things. It was great. Glad you could stay. That was fun. Oh, that was awesome. As always. I always have a good time. Yes. I'm going to get into the three people shot in Times Square. Now, keep in mind, of course, guys, Times Square is a gun-free zone. Now, if you've ever been to Times Square, you know it's just a big open area. There's no gates. There's no passageways to get into it. There's no controlled in and outs. Anybody can just walk into Times Square, take a subway, take a car. You can walk across a bridge and walk into Manhattan and walk into Times Square. It's not secured in any way, form, or fashion. And it's not even, it's just kind of a generalized area. It's not even defined. But in New York, they decided that Times Square was going to be a gun-free zone. And now this past weekend, three people are shot in a gun-free zone. And they were kids, too. Let's see. They said the uh, eight, a fifteen-year-old and eighteen-year-old were both shot once in the thigh, and a seventeen-year-old later walked into Harlem Hospital with a graze wound to the arm that police believe was connected to the same shooting. All three are going to recover, but they still haven't found the shooter or know who he is. Now, apparently, there was an altercation. They got into a bit of a scuffle somehow, and somebody pulled out a gun and started shooting. And like I say, this is a gun-free zone. There are signs everywhere, all over this place, saying, do not bring a gun into this place. And I'm thinking, if there are criminals there, why would I not want to defend myself? Because New York is one of the states that was what they call a may-issue state. May meaning, if I get mother, may I? Brother, big brother, may I? He get a gun permit. Well, we don't know. We're going to decide if you're worthy or not. That was how they used, they were deciding that. They lost a court case though, so now they're supposed to have, be a shall issue state, meaning if they can't prove you're incapable, or there's any reason for you not to have one, 
then they're supposed to issue you a permit. But of course, <coughs> then they take the most popular areas of the of the city, declare them gun free zones, and expect you to go in there unprotected against the criminals who are criminals and don't obey laws anyway. So this is just one more example of shootings in a gun-free zone. And this isn't even a place with doors that you can block off or ways to limit people. People can just walk from anywhere in the city into Times Square. In fact, I guess they've decided somehow where the limits of these roads are and kind of put signs at the outskirts of what they have determined to be the Times Square area. Even though Times Square is actually a fairly small area of just a few blocks, I'm sure being Democrats and being anti-gun, they've extended those few blocks out as far as they can. You know, before you know it, all of Manhattan is going to be a gun-free zone based on Times Square, which is ridiculous, of course, especially after they lost the lawsuit that enabled them to be a May-issue state. <coughs> Excuse me. They're supposed to be a shall-issue state, meaning if they can't find any reason not to, you're supposed to be able to get your gun permit. But then again, New York is one of those states that will fight tooth and nail to avoid letting their citizens arm themselves. They say it will lead to more crime. And the the fact of the matter is criminals don't obey laws anyway. It's proven here. They violated the gun-free zone. They they probably, none of the kids were old enough to even have a gun, although they don't know who the shooter was. He was involved with the 15, 16, 17-year-old. So obviously he was probably somebody of comparable age, I would imagine. I don't know yet because they haven't caught the guy yet. But here we go. We're going to sign up and we're going to get a gun-free zone and we're going to not see that almost every shooting, every mass shooting that's taken place in the past 10 years has been in or around a gun-free zone. Because honestly, criminals don't want it to be difficult for them. They want it to be as easy as possible. They want as many unarmed, undefended people as they can get if they want to rob somebody, if they want to hurt somebody. They want to go where they won't get shot at back. So keep that in mind. When you go to a gun-free zone, I mean, I won't say don't go to any of them because there are so many. And I'm not going to tell you to carry a gun in a gun-free zone because that would be illegal in some states. And a lot of private businesses have signs on their doors saying, you know, gun-free zone or no guns allowed in here. Sometimes it's not that specific. I saw one with a picture of a Beretta with a circle and a slash to it. And I thought, well, I don't carry a Beretta. That doesn't apply to me. So there we go. I just walked in. If, if anyone asked me, I didn't see a sign. If they asked me to leave, I'll leave. But chances are they would never know I had a gun with me unless, unless something happened and everybody would be happy that somebody had a gun with them. Again, not encouraging that kind of behavior, but just be aware. When you walk into a place, see if they're gun-friendly or not. And actually, I would actually avoid most places that are not gun-friendly. And that has drawn controversy to a lot of businesses, especially in the South and in parts of the country where guns are more accepted as, you know, as a, as a right. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And that should apply to businesses, too. Now, there was one state that was working on a law that made any business that was the victim of a mass shooting. And if they had a gun-free zone sign outside or a no-guns-allowed sign outside, they were held. The business was held ultimately responsible for the patron's safety while they were in that location. Because they were telling you not to defend yourself, so that held the business responsible. The business was saddled with that responsibility of taking care of its customers, and they weren't going to blame the criminals. They were going to blame the business because they would not allow people to defend themselves. They would not, not allow them the means to defend themselves. And that has happened more times than you can imagine where people disarm themselves before going into a business. Then something happens inside that business, and they find themselves completely vulnerable to some criminal's will. So I hope they get that law everywhere. Every business needs to be responsible for your safety if they're not allowing you to take responsibility for your safety. So that'll be something to that'll be interesting to see how that pans out. But in New York's Times Square, three people shot in a gun-free zone. <clears throat> now, as long as we're in New York, uh, where I want to jump into that other story I had, if I can find it. Oh, my goodness. Here it is. Yes. Apparently, New York lost the lawsuit to uh, be a, no, a May issue state. 
So that means they are required by law to be a shall issue state, meaning if you meet the requirements of a law-abiding citizen and have no history of violence or violent crime or domestic violence or whatever it is, whatever the restrictions are, they are supposed to issue you a permit. And as it turns out, New York City is issuing fewer gun permits after the Supreme Court decision was made about their May issue laws. They are slowing things down even more. They have um, <clears throat> firearm permits. They received 4,663 applications and approved 2,591 of them, about 56% under the stricter proper cause standard that the Supreme Court struck down. So they are not allowed to do this anymore, and yet they're still doing it. They saw an increase in gun permits of 7,260 in 2022 and only approved 1,550 of them. So they approved even less permits after they were told they cannot restrict things based on somebody's, on their requirements of what they want to see from a gun permit applicant. So they're basically, they're violating federal law right now. Now again, unfortunately with this, the feds are not going to go in there and force this. They're not going to go into the NYPD and want to know why they're slow tracking or slow walking all these permits through or not walking them through. I mean, you have all these permits going and there's no reason they're not allowed by law to restrict people from getting a permit. And yet they're down to 21% from what used to be 56% one year later after they lost this lawsuit. So now I don't know for a fact, but it would seem to me that they are deliberately trying to evade the idea of getting more people with permits. They are violating they're violating the decision that was made by the Supreme Court to make them into a shall issue state based on a citizen's right and they're just walking all over this. They don't care because they're in New York City and they want to do things how they want. Federal law doesn't apply there. They don't enforce immigration laws. They don't enforce controlled substance laws. And now they don't enforce the laws that force them to to allow people to exercise their Second Amendment rights. But who's going to stop them? That's the problem is the law enforcement agencies and the federal government won't go after any of these things. They're just not going to deal with it. And it's funny because, you know, you have federal law and states are supposed to abide by federal law, but they don't. And there's nobody to enforce this. There's nobody to stand up and say, hey, you need to abide by federal immigration laws. You need to abide by controlled substances law. And the thing is, it's so easy. Controlled substances. You want to smoke it? That's fine. If the if New York State, California, Oregon, Colorado, if all these states want to do it, get your senators or congresspeople to put forth a bill to take it off the controlled substance list. That would be fine. Then it's no longer controlled substance. You can do what you want with it. Now, a lot of states are thinking they don't want to be involved in that, so they will keep local municipalities and local counties and states will still have restrictions against certain controlled substances that they deem they don't think is safe or should still remain illegal. And the liberals are going to cry bloody murder, saying it's federal law. You have to abide by that. Yeah, well, constitutional law says you cannot restrict our ability to own firearms, and yet you do that in every city, state, and county. They have these little separate laws with magazine restrictions and um, custom imprinted Bullet requirements on with pistols on rosters in California, that's illegal. It violates federal law. But yet you're going to do it anyway. You're going to put restrictions on that. It's just, you know, the federal law has become so detached from what local municipalities, local states, counties are all trying to do. They become so detached that they run their own governments and they don't pay attention to what federal law is anymore. Now, the feds will enforce anything that they think they should enforce or that they want to, but they won't go in there and enforce laws that are already on the books, which to me just seems kind of – it's crazy. I mean, or basically it seems like our justice system is broken down. Equality under the law is no longer the basis by which our law system is being run. We need to back up a little bit and either change the laws that have to do with that or we need to enforce the laws that are there. Now, I have no problem. In fact, Trump had even said, they asked him about marijuana use, and he said, bring me the bill to legalize it. I will sign it. He said it. He declared it. He made it a statement. 
And I bet the DEA is fighting this tooth and nail because they do not want to deal with a nationwide decriminalization of of marijuana products. Because then that would take away from their budget tremendously. Because a lot of states still have restrictions on this stuff. But yet, even where they don't have restrictions on it, it still violates federal law. And I was talking to somebody who actually worked for a dispensary in Colorado, and they were telling me that they have extreme difficulty with getting paid for a lot of their products. A lot of products, they have to get paid in cash because credit card companies, they can't accept credit cards because of what they sell. And the credit card companies could refuse charges, not pay them for charges. So a lot of times they can't accept credit cards. And it's difficult for them to get bank accounts that have branches in states that have not decriminalized marijuana. So they have to deal with very local banks. And even then, because it's a federal crime and most banks are under a lot of federal regulations, even if they're a local bank, they have to decide whether or not they want to risk dealing with somebody who's dealing in a federally controlled substance. And it makes it much more difficult for them to do business. But yet they're finding ways around it. They're making it work. And this is one reason why you should never accept the premise that cash should be eliminated from our society. Imagine you're in Colorado and you want to buy something. You want to go to a dispensary and you want to have some recreational fun while you're there. You want to purchase some gummies or cookies or potato chips or whatever it is with whatever mood-enhancing products you want. If you go in there and try and use your credit card, you won't be allowed to, especially since you're from out of state and your driver's license says you live in a state where that's not legal. And that credit card company is probably based on a national bank. They can't accept that credit card at that dispensary because they are they are still violating federal law. You are violating federal law by buying it. So keep that in mind. Next time you think about bank restrictions being a good idea or elimination of cash being a good idea, think about you going to your local dispensary and not being able to use your credit card or your Venmo or any other interstate commerce type of application that's going to limit things tremendously but you know what i think it's a good thing because when you use cash the merchant gets all your money you use a credit card the merchant gets what 98 percent of it they pay a percent and a half two percent then when they use that money to buy something if they use a credit card then that's another two percent the banks get every time that money passes through other hands the banks take two percent of that on down the line after 20 transactions, that dollar bill is worth 60 cents because the bank has whacked out 2% every time it's gone through a transaction. So keep that in mind when you're out there and keep that in mind when you're paying for things, especially when you pay local people who do work for you. Try not to give them electronic payments because it costs them money. And on down the line, it costs everybody money. The banks are the only ones making out on cashless payments. <clears throat> Cash retains its value. You pay somebody with a $50 bill, they'll have a $50 bill to spend. And the people they pay it to will have a $50 to spend on down the line. Every That that bill will never lose any other value than inflation. But if you're using credit and credit cards and electronic payment services, all of these take a little tiny piece out every time it goes through their hands. And that $50 diminishes in value by the time it's gone through 10, 12, 15, 20 transactions to where it loses so much value. And who makes it? The banks make it. So if you like big banks and you want to contribute to them, by all means, use your credit card every chance you get. Use your electronic payment. No problem. But if you want to help the economy and help your local your local people who work for you and the small businesses, you want to help them the most, pay cash for everything. <clears throat> Another reason why this is a good idea is if you go to gun stores now, a lot of banks are making their credit cards report any purchases made at gun stores as a special category, and they throw you onto a special list that they're watching now because you used a credit card to purchase a gun, and now they're going to tag that. So if you want your privacy invaded, by all means, use your credit card every chance you get. If you want to maintain some privacy, start using more cash. Make it more difficult for the banks to take all our money. Okay, I got a little off track there, but I just wanted to let you know it, it does have to do with the purchasing of of guns, especially guns and ammo. Anything like that purchased at a gun or, gun or ammo store, a lot of credit cards have tracking put into that so they know who you are, they know what you purchased, and they know 
that that's bad and they don't like it. So keep that in mind when you're dealing with credit cards, especially when it comes to credit cards in gun stores. But also with your local people, your yard guy, your, you know, your local convenience store, give these guys cash if you possibly can because every time you use that credit card, it takes money out of their pocket. And eventually, what is, who does that go back to? They have to raise the prices. If everybody uses a credit card, prices in that store go up 2%. You have to pay that. So you're just costing yourself more money. Keep that in mind because, you know, it, nothing is free. It's not free to use your credit card. It costs money to use your credit card. And the credit card costs get passed on, come back around to you eventually. And then you go back in the next time, your drink's a quarter more your drink, or your chips are 50 cents more because you keep using credit cards for everything. All right, I'm going to get off the political side of things now, and I'm going to go back to a story I had a couple weeks ago. Actually, not a story, just a list I was doing. I was talking about accessorizing AR-15s and talking about which were the best accessories. Now, we got through a few of them already, and I think it was up to number six. I think we had um, sighting and uh, buffers for the recoil part of things. Now I'm going to get into trigger an aftermarket trigger is probably one of the easiest and best improvements you can make on an AR-15. Now, a standard AR-15 trigger is not bad. It's probably five and a half to seven pounds. Maybe if you get lucky, you could get it down to four and a half, but most of them are five and a half or more pounds. And that's not terrible, but usually they're kind of gritty. They have a bit of creep to them. The reset's not great. So all these factors mean if you buy an AR-15 and want to improve its ability to shoot, to improve your ability to handle it and to shoot it better, a trigger is one of the, one of the major issues that you should address. Now granted, this is not just something that bolts on or snaps on or screws on. This hat, you have to open up the gun, you have to disassemble the trigger assembly that's in there and put a different trigger assembly in it. This does take a little more skill than some of the other, uh, Accessories or add-ons that we had talked about previously, like improving a stock or improving a muzzle brake. Those are all much easier. But the good thing is a lot of these triggers are self-contained, meaning you pull the two pins for the trigger assembly, dump all the little pieces, parts, and springs out, drop in a one-piece prefabricated contained unit, put the pins back in, and you're ready to go. You don't have to line up everything, put everything, it just drops in, put the pins in, you're done. All the trigger assembly is self-contained in a separate unit, and it drops your trigger. You can get triggers, I think, down to two pounds, two and a half pounds. A standard good duty-use trigger is probably about three and a half pounds. But it's not just the weight of the trigger. It's the way it breaks, the way it resets. Everything will make your shooting easier. It doesn't have as much creep in it. So when you start pulling that trigger, it doesn't creep back, creep back, and then break. It breaks cleanly. It breaks easily. Another advantage is a lot of these triggers come in what I what I like is instead of a bow trigger, which is curved, they come in a square platform trigger, which for myself is much easier to shoot more accurately and easier to reset and rapid fire. You have a big advantage there. Now, these triggers vary in price. I think a basic contained trigger starts at about 90 bucks, and they go up to about 300 bucks, three or $400, <clears throat> depending on what you do. They make so many of these things that it's just a matter of finding one that's a reasonable price and has the uh, specifications that you're looking for. If you want a curved one, if you want a flat one, if you want a skeletonized one, if you want a target one. If you want a two-stage trigger, two-stage triggers, when you pull it, it goes back a certain level, stops, and then has the break from there. So you can feel there's a little bit of, I wouldn't call it creep, it's a it's a early pre-pull to the part where the trigger will break and fire. So that's something to consider, too. That's something that was very popular on a lot of guns for higher precision. Now, it's not a set trigger, but it is a two-stage trigger, but... Try different ones. A lot of times people have these set up at gun shows or gun stores where they'll put them in a frame and you can actually test fire them. See if you like a curved trigger better. See if you like a flat trigger better. And feel the difference between this trigger and a standard military spec trigger, which usually is gritty. Uh, it's very heavy. It's not. The reset is not necessarily very tactile as aftermarket triggers are. And this is something you should look at. If you're going to shoot this thing and want the best accuracy out of it, a trigger is one of the first things you want to do. 
Once you have a good quality components in your AR, the next step would be a trigger. Now, some of the higher-end ARs come with better triggers. So keep that in mind. If you have just a standard military spec trigger, though, consider doing an upgrade. Let's say it's one kind of there. CMC makes them. Uh, that's one of the, my favorites because it is a self-contained unit that you're able to just drop in with two pins that it comes with, put the little clips on the pins, and you're ready to go. You don't have to do hardly anything. Now, you may have to remove the safety or at least pull it partially out in order to get the trigger in place. But, you know, it, it, this is something that's, that would require some skill level. I wouldn't do this unless you are very familiar with the AR-15 platform and uh, taking them apart, putting them back together. And I don't mean just field stripping. I mean building from scratch from all the little pieces. And it's not that difficult. But if you've never done it before, please try and get some guidance or have somebody else do it for you if there's any question as to whether you can do it right. Because if it's not done properly, you can mess up a lot of things inside the weapon. Might mess up your safety, could mess up some of your you know, pins that hold things in place if they're not put in properly. Another thing you may want to do to AR-15s is a a, four, a, a handguard that has ability to attach more things to it. A standard handguard doesn't have any attachment points on it. It's usually plastic with an aluminum heat shield inside, and has a circular sort of shape, a a modified circular shape where you put your hands on keeps you from burning your hands on the on the barrel when it heats up. Now, a modified handguard or drop-in handguard, you can get a drop-in one or a mounted one. Now, the mounted ones actually mount to the ring that holds the barrel in place. What this does is free float the barrel, so there's no nothing touching the barrel when it's put into place. Now, the standard handguard snaps on. And the barrel usually hooks into the front sight or something like that. So it has a little more, it's a little more affected by the handguard as far as you having an influence on it by the way you grip it, the way you hold it, if you lean it on things. A free floated handguard can improve your accuracy to some extent. But at this point, you've got to be dealing with a gun that's, that you want to get down to a level of accuracy that's a little more difficult than most people would want to do. It's, it's beyond duty. This is getting into the target range. But still, if you want to attach a flashlight, you want to attach, you know, a laser onto it, a handguard with attachment points with Picatinny rails or M-locks or, um, oh, there's another one I can't think of right now. There's other ways of attachment. The M-lock is probably one of the most popular ones right now. Requires a little more. The Picatinny rails are easy. Almost everything will mount right onto a Picatinny rail and be able to, you know, flashlights, lasers, infrared stuff also if you have a flat top ar receiver it has a picatinny reel on the top to mount all kinds of sights and scopes and things like that on it so that would be that's a big improvement over something that has an old handle style which i have not seen much of those in a long time and then it's like we're talking about a minute ago and one another accessory would be a light if you want to put a flashlight on a weapon that would not be a terrible idea at all. Because if you're in the dark in your house trying to see somebody, you don't want to shoot at just some random figure. You don't, you don't know if it's a dog, if, you know, one of your people who live there is wandering around the house, if they're sleepwalking, if they got it for a midnight snack. You want to be able to identify a target. And to put a light on an Air 15 is a great idea. Now keep in mind, if you get into a situation, a combat situation with a light, the light works both ways. It allows you to see your target, and and your target is able to see you. You know, they can see where the light's coming from, and that would be their first place to shoot. So be aware of that. And ideally, these come with a little button switch where you can turn on and off at just a touch or release of a button. What that does is give you the ability to scan a room, turn it off, and keep moving. That way, you don't have the light on all the time, so it's not tracking you. If not, if it's on all the time, they can see that light moving around. That's not that hard for people to see. A light or laser. Now, a laser is a little bit better because it doesn't tend to have as much tracking ability back to its target unless it's a dusty or or a dirty or smoky environment. You're not going to be able to track a laser back to its source near as easily. It is still traceable, but much more difficult than a flashlight. So keep that in mind when you're looking for target-enhancing items to add onto your handguard, something that's always fun. Now, this is another one that I've been using for years, 
And those of you familiar with the AR-15 know when you rack that bolt back or when it locks back on an empty chamber, you have to reach around to the left side of the weapon to hit the bolt release to release it to allow it onto a new magazine. They make what's called a BAD lever, bad lever, battery assist device. What this does is it hooks onto your bolt release, swings down underneath the frame through the trigger guard, and gives you a little place to tap that with your shooting hand so you don't have to remove your shooting hand or rotate the gun in your hand to be able to get to the the bolt release on the other side. You can release it right from a shooting position and touch it with your trigger finger and allow the bolt to be released. Now, these are relatively inexpensive. I want to say they run less than 20 bucks, and they're ridiculously easy to install. They come usually with a, uh, a little screw that has uh, Loctite already dried onto it. So all you have to do is put it on your your bolt release, screw it on, and it fits up under the trigger, and it's right there. It literally can be installed in less than 60 seconds easily by almost anybody. Maybe three minutes if you're taking a lot of time and have to hold it in your hand and can't lay it down on a table. But it's extremely simple, and if you don't like it or it gets in the way or gets caught on stuff, you can remove it just as easy. It's not a permanent It's not a permanent modification, and that's called a battery assist device. This was, I think, originally designed by Magpul, who makes a lot of AR-15 accessories. But their bad lever is so easy to put on, and it makes the way you shoot reloading becomes so much easier with a battery assist device lever or a bad lever. So keep that in mind. If you don't have somebody who has one, go to the gun store, ask them to see one, put it on. It's super simple. If you don't like it, it comes off just as easy. And worst case scenario, you spent 20 bucks on this thing or less, probably less than 20 bucks. But I think if you shoot often enough where you reload even once in a while, it makes it so much easier and so much more instinctive. So consider getting some of those if you have any AR-15s. Okay, you put another magazine in. Right. Instead of using the charging handle. Right. Well, there's also a release on the other side of the gun. On the left side of the gun, that's how you release the bolt. This lever hooks onto that, comes up underneath the frame, and allows you to use your trigger finger, just push down on it a little bit without having to hit anything on the left side of the the gun. Now, if you're really well-trained, you can use your left hand to release it, but this just makes it so much easier because you can be on target and touch that little bolt release lever with your front finger and release it. I'll have to bring one of those in so you can see that. Yeah, it's a super easy that are on YouTube probably everywhere. And like I say, I don't know if there's any installation videos because they are that simple to install. It just hooks on and goes, but it just makes everything usable with the right hand. Cause then you have your mag release on the right side. You have the bolt release on the right side and you don't have to use your left hand for as much. So you can keep your left hand on the gun or keep your right hand on the gun and reload without having to take your, hand off the handguard for too long. It just adds a little level of convenience that you don't normally have. Because you got to remember, the AR-15 was originally designed in, I believe, the late 50s, early 60s. I'd have to look that up. Eugene Stoner. And it was a brilliant design, and everything on it works fine. But we've had a lot of time to make improvements with little bitty pieces that really make a huge difference. And this is one thing that I would put. This would probably be one of the first five things I would do to my AR-15 if I was going to modify it. I would put the battery assist device on, and then the next thing would probably be a handguard and then a trigger. I might even do the trigger before the handguard because the handguard just enables you to mount things onto it. And if you just want it to function better, you can always you can always rubber band or Velcro a flashlight on the side if you had to or hold it in your other hand. You know, I've seen guys run uh, shooting courses with the light just put in their hand, wrapped around the forearm, pointing forward. So they didn't even have to attach it to the weapon. Now with a pistol, you can put it in your between your pinky and your ring finger, put it between there, put it on the gun, and you have it pointed in the right direction. You can use it like that without having it attached. But again, you know, there's always easier if you have everything attached to the weapon so it all stays together. And this just makes it easier to reload substantially faster. So something to consider. If you're looking to upgrade your AR, this is one more thing you may consider getting. And then, of course, you get into um, – actually, this is there. We get into more hand gu- uh, hand guards and things like that. Like I was talking about earlier, the M-Lock is probably one of the most prominent 
aftermarket handguards on the market right now. It's also made by Magpul and a bunch of other companies. Magpul, I think, invented it, and then they did not patent the design so anybody else can copy the M-Lock design. It's just a way to mount rails onto your handguard that just screws on easily, and you can move them around and on the handguard. Originally, when handguards came out with Picatinny rails, there was four lengths of Picatinny rail all down the barrel from the from the back, back of the barrel to the front to the where the sight was. And Picatinny rail, in case you've ever handled one, they're kind of sharp. They're very squared off. You don't want to put your hands on them if you can help it. In fact, they used to make, probably still do, plastic or rubber covers for the hand guards with the Picatinny rails down all sides. And you had to cut off pieces that you didn't need. You cut them different lengths to go around accessories, things like that. And it helps give you a better grip. We got to... I think we got to wrap it up today. I'm Roger B. This was Locked and Loaded. Thanks for listening to America's Web Radio. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.